Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Hello, we're here, and it's Christina and Jackie. And Jackie. And Jackie. Um, And so we are talking about what's good in our hood. Ooh, girl. I'm excited to go on mine. Are you ready? Just tell them. Oh, just tell them. Okay. So we did another live interview on NPR. Can I just tell you how much I love NPR? Yeah. It is just so much fun. And I love radio. I really do. It was fun. I mean, I love podcasting, but there was something special about having the earphones. I will say something that's fun is having a producer and just having to show up. Listen. How do you feel about that? You tell me because you're listen, a tech person. I'm going to sip my tea. <laughs> and say. I could only imagine what it would be like to, to just, just show up. walk in the room. But it's cool. You know? It was cool. It was we'll fun. Grow, we'll grow to that. We'll point. grow to that. But it was really fun. Yeah. And her name's Kathy Lewis. You can check it out. Um, you're saying. And here's say and it was just so much fun it was a great interview she was really interested in what we do and then we took some live callers i will say that podcasting you don't get to do the live callers i'd yeah. love to do live callers yeah because so that'd fun. be fun so yeah there's a couple platforms we can use and kind of look at doing some live so if you guys want to call that'd be fun that would be we a, have a business line yeah well it would, <laughs> there's some platforms that allow people to call in on line we have to look into that i would love to i yeah. think that'd be fun because we got some really good mm. questions feedback back comments so yeah that's what's good in my hood i really stayed on a high from that for a week because it was fun i just love doing that yeah, stuff I enjoyed so it. and um you there's a huge every time we do this we've done it with two women and there's a huge appreciation for the craft behind broadcasts yes. and the skill that um, yes that and i feel have. like i learn from them when i'm in the room i'm yeah. trying to absorb all the things yep. and i just see I think she's been doing it 23 years. So I just love seeing yeah. her. I love seeing people in their element doing what they're good at. Yeah. And I will say, shout out to us. The pro- producer was like, you guys did a great job. Thank that made you, me feel producer. so good. I was like, I just took that home with me because I, you know, I deal with just imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I know that that's a relatable thing to a lot of my friends um, of like, I don't belong here. Or what am I doing? What yeah. And so this guy's been doing it his whole career. I was like, he's like, I could tell you have a show. And that yeah. was nice. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. He, yeah, yeah, he did say he that. He did say that. Yeah. That's very common. Yeah, and it was just super nice because I'm like, this is me and you in your house figuring this out. <laughs> it's not like we have people saying, don't do this, do this, let me help you do it. You know, it's us figuring it out. Oh, so, yeah, so sometimes I'm like, do I just talk and ramble? And he's like, no, you, you know, yeah. you guys don't communicate well. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, so that so, is yes. definitely what's good in my that head. That is awesome because that's good in my hood too. Yeah. I was very excited about the um the show and just really taking ourselves and moving outside of our own area hold on i'm gonna sneeze god bless you <laughs> i'm gonna leave that in there just for you guys it's did you live. say god bless it's, you yeah. you say god bless you yeah. thank you i'm mm-hmm. saying thank you to you too <laughs> um but also part of being there i got to share that moment not only with you yeah who i love and adore um but with my longtime friend mary who yeah. was in town she was so and, nice oh, man, i love meeting love her. her yeah mary's like you you know you're very i find myself very fortunate to have people in my life that 
have seen me from a child until adulthood. <laughs> until adult oh, child. aren't those friends the best? That's such a great point. I yeah. have friends like that too. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so nice because you watch each other, especially your female friends, that you watch each other grow and become these f- like Holy fierce man. people. Holy yeah. Man. And you're so like proud of each other and I could see that in your friendship. Yeah, I just I'm I'm grateful to have that and to have just a, a supportive family unit. I'm gonna say yay family, yay husband, yay kids. Oh amen. I, yeah, you guys listen, but thank shout let's shout out our husbands. Yeah. <laughs> and my kid my my little citizens are phenomenal at just talking to me about what we do and just kind of having and they bring things to me and I'm just like so That's blessed. So cute. Yeah, they do? I, I, yes, yeah. they do. They mom, mom. Actually my son, I have to tell you, yeah. asked me about makeup. Oh he did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About with women and makeup and I was like, Oh, do you We're think talking we should- about this? Yeah. <laughs> So it's really interesting. But at any rate, so shout out to them. Uh, shout out to the AC guy who came and looked at my AC and told me I need a whole new AC downstairs oh. that I might make it through the summer. I appreciate you being oh in my pocketbook. Oh, I won't even tell you how much. So if I get both, my both because there's two units in my house, two thermostats, it will cost me $14,500 thereabouts. Oh, my God. But hey, I can get on a plane with plan. That's good. You can. Thank God. <laughs> if I do one or the other then it's half that cost so oh um, my God. we're gonna we're gonna let this one ride all the way as far as we can i'll call you know so shout out to him for being very honest and forward and just straight up with me i love a good, just life i man. love a good repair person who can give people death death news <laughs> <laughs> you're like it really does hit you in the gut you're like oh i had someone come appraise our bathroom when it was like seventeen thousand dollars being clean we're like oh yeah thank no you. thank you you See keep ya. your money yeah. Ya. yeah and then shout out to the rugby folks they made my week this week we actually had a really great rugby practice on saturday my kids um not my kids my, my son my oldest citizen and then i had some friends that i met from the military that showed up and brought their son and daughter to rugby practice oh, i love cool. to see new kids get out there yeah and enjoy the 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 talk yeah. even though most of it's in french i really need to learn that's french so cool. <laughs> i love that but it's a great time so yeah. that's what's good that's a lot of good stuff for us yes what was good in this episode then oh uh, it's good transition well um not a lot <laughs> Let me say, the, the headline on this episode wasn't good which I was is like, why uh, trying to think through that one uh what yeah. was good no um so yeah we so we talked about i'm sure everyone's heard but the cheating the scandal about with the colleges yeah um and in our line of work we thought it was important and this is why we're doing it is because it just highlighted disparities you know not just between well not just between races but class but class yeah and we thought it would be really important to cover that and we do so in this episode we talk about educational disparities you know what causes them um how they stay in place so it's like we talked about wealth we talked about education and then we talked about policy yes yeah. And, and race is all like all up in that but it's the money the money's wrapping up all of that yes <laughs> I got mad doing this one I feel like I, the more I read it the more frustrated I was and I share a personal college story about getting into college and yeah. what that's like and how hard it was yeah. and then I had privilege so <laughs> we talk about that so yeah so. it's it's really this is really one of those things where we we have to really look at what we if we're not having this conversation the disservice it does mm. to our and I keep saying it's our grandchildren but even my children the disservice yeah. that it'll do to them or the service that it does to them if we as adults aren't putting um, 
Yeah. Perceptions and policy in place yeah. to, to make sure. That so if you're listening to this podcast, you're actually part of the work. Yeah. Seriously. I, I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I think people underestimate the power of talking and the power of being aware of issues. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for so, listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. Definitely drop us a line. Yep. Um, drop us a line. And if you love the line, then drop us a dollar. Oh, look at you. Patreon. I love that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> we, yes, please. You can support our work for a dollar five or ten a month. Yes. We love you. And we hope you love this episode. Yes. Thank you for listening. All right. See you. <laughs> All right, we are here, guys. Yeah. It's Christina and Jackie. Yep, and we're your neighbors hood. Are we? Now? Yeah, we are, and we are. <laughs> we're coming at you with a good story that's been in the news. It's yeah. been. I have to say, this story of the the scandal with the colleges really hit home for me. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, it's been interesting. So yeah. let's talk. Let's about recap the, the. If anyone doesn't know, if you haven't been following, let's. We're just going to run down quickly what happened. Yeah, because it's pretty important to kind of get if you've been in the dark or you like me try to stay away from the news for as long as I get possible. that yeah I get that goodness I just can't I, I yes I try to stay away from the news yeah. um but just to recap so right now they have 50 people yeah that yeah. they've caught in a cheating scandal mm-hmm. um and the amount that they've they so cheating scandal as a whole so the scandal is the guy the so there's William Rick's, Singer yeah. they hired him he had a consulting firm mm-hmm. parents hired him well the parents hired him to do tests ACT scores athletics um mm-hmm. and kind of help their children get into school yeah into change college. their grades put awards that they didn't have yeah and I remember one was like they put him on the crew I think it was Lori Laughlin's kids like put them on the crew team and they've never they've never wrote like, crew he wrote crew <laughs> it's not funny but it's like wow crazy didn't even these are things I had no idea were even possible uh-uh. didn't even not I even thought it, and, or crazy they had they had SAT and S, or ACT and SAT administrators that yes to change scores I'm thinking, or take it for them yeah and I'm thinking it that is so crazy to me because I took it I was like I was thinking how strict they are and you'd have to pay a pretty penny to uh-huh. get an administrator to change a score. So. Okay, I was stressed the hell out to take the test one in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Then it was like, who's going to pay for me to be able to... I had to choose because we couldn't afford... Like, you, you're going to play... It. You're going to take the SAT or you're going to take the ACT. Which one, Jackie? Like, yeah. you can't... You don't have nobody that's going to pay for you yeah. to take both of them. No joke. Yeah. And I took the ACT. <laughs> Didn't do great, but so so the bribes and scandal totals upwards to $25 million over eight years because they said the investigation goes back to 2011. And that, to me, that that's freaking wild. I couldn't imagine. They said one of them was upwards, single parent paying upwards to $6.5 million oh in the scandal. Could you imagine? No. How much money do you have to be able to throw six point million? And how much is that William Singer making? God. Yeah. So these are wealthy parents, yes, obviously, obviously, who are doing what they doing what they can do. Yeah. Uh, what they have the the luxury of being able to do to get their kids in college. And um, unfortunately, this investigation is still, still ongoing. On. Yep. Um, and we've got two big name celebrities that are yeah, that are in, which it. are making it. I think which have helped it to be as big as it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But Definitely. then on the back end, we don't know what the repercussions are going to be. Yep. That's going to be. We've already time got people. Will tell that. Yeah. Filing suits. What did they say? 
yeah. to Stanford students. <laughs> That's so interesting saying that that impacted what, what did it impact their ability? The, the, almost like the prestige of the, it devalues their degree. Yeah. Because they might be wealthy yeah. and going to these schools. And so now people are going to perceive them as me. <laughs> That is not, so interesting. But again, who has the luxury of being able to sue a school for that? Yeah, wealthy people. <laughs> wealthy white people. <laughs> wealthy people, period, because one yeah. of the kids is um, it's an Asian-American student and an European-American student. But yeah, yeah that's, that's the scandal. And, and so we knew we had to do an episode on it because it also brought up the topic of education, gaps in education. Yeah, and we, we've done an episode way back when called Is Literacy a Constitutional Right? Yeah. And I think this one rang, rang deeply to me. To the, that one. Yeah, yeah, to that one. It's like, you know, this goes back to, or is, it was as literacy, mm-hmm. that there are so many different layers when we talk about education or lack thereof. Oh my gosh. In, yeah, this one was hard for me because it was like chicken before the egg. There's just like a lot of layers to it and mm-hmm. what causes it. And so as I started delving deeper, I was like, gosh, there's really no one set answer. No, there's no one set answer. And what we do know, as we talked about, I think on the literacy one is that sometimes the black and the white stop us from talking about the green mm, what do you mean which is uh, so because we, we we have a focus on race issues mm-hmm. sometimes we 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 lose the income disparity oh, the money yeah the right. money the disparity issue. yep yeah. behind it behind it all i mean race is an added layer to a very deep class issue which right. i think this thing is just calling a whole a whole divide of itself so what do you think what are your thoughts on this well gosh or perceptions um i think it's i mean it definitely it made me angry because i've taken the act and sat and i didn't do so well it did really poorly and i had tutors helping me take you know what i mean so i i had a class that i paid for to to prepare me and then I had tutors and I still did yes yes and I still did really poorly and I've always said this it makes me angry because I remember thinking I met my college admissions counselor and she was like you are so like you speak so well you can you know you're a great writer your test did not reflect reflect that that. and I was like yeah no kidding Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was frustrating to me and I was thinking it was already hard for me to get into just like a half, like a decent liberal mm-hmm. arts college, and I had access, and I and yeah. I also had my race going for me. So I, this story hit home in the sense of I can't even imagine that if you're a person of color, you already don't have the access that I had, and you don't have your race going for me. The cards are already stacked against you. Yeah, and so that I think part of the biggest, the most egregious part of this is the standards that we as people have placed on test scores and on college names. Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. It is hard. It's we're we're looking at people as their level of excellent excellence has everything to do with what. They score on these exams right. and then what school they go to. Right. Because even if I scored really amazing and then decided to go to a community college and then a lesser known college after that. Right. That's going to be looked at differently right. if I go to, say, a Harvard or a Yale. Absolutely. By choice or by family circumstances. I've known people who have pulled themselves out of amazing colleges yeah. to be home, to help out or to do whatever. So it's just this value is being placed and on 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 education. Yeah for people that don't necessarily have the access right. to there's opportunity. Yeah. But don't necessarily have the access to do all these things. Right. To make it into those. And right. That's what pissed me off is that these 
parents have the opportunity and the access to people and things to paint a whole picture of their student. That's not true. However they wanted to. Right. That's Imagine that. Like, right. if I could color the world, the way people, the way I wanted people to see me completely. Right. In the world. Right. And well, they all believe so it. frustrating because I remember even just trying to get, like, my score, I was a, I had to spend most of my time with tutors just trying to make decent grades to get mm-hmm. into school, you know, so I, yeah, I didn't have anyone to paint the picture that I, because it's also very hard to volunteer, you know, work and then get a good grades and, and, you know, play a sport, like, and then they had the access to paint this full picture of a person that didn't exist. So you had a quote that really kind of talked to this, that spoke yeah. to this, because it is really about financial power. Absolutely. Or economic power. So this is from Jessica Wolfram. Um, she's a grad student at Georgetown. Um, and she said, when the rich and the famous, uh, when the rich, famous, and uh, have influential game, a system that is already susceptible to corruption, it perpetuates who remains in power. Say that again, because I missed it a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so when the rich and famous and intu- influential game, a, a game a system um, already susceptible to corruption, it perpetuates who remains in power. Yeah. So basically she's saying, you're, <laughs> basically, it take, we know this, but it takes away access and availability to other people that that need it more than the rich right. and the famous. Yeah. So, like, that's the other thing that's frustrating. This 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 point gets me crazy, but it's like, these kids are still going to be fine. You know what I mean? They're still going to do great. Like, so, they still have access to all their parents' money. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's repercussions to it, but it's just frustrating. And I love that quote because it points out that, yes, rich, wealthy people are already in power. And it just, with a scandal like this, keeps that the way things are so there's so even things like affirmative action lessens things like affirmative action because we're they're trying to level the playing field and this is stopping that yeah so the problem and the problem i have with that is that it's like i know people are going to pick apart and say well how can you say what the wealthy do or don't need Mm -hmm. you know what i mean how can we sit here and say well they don't they don't need the problem with with saying whether or not they need it's not it's not a need it's a fact that they in this situation they are actually taking away right they are they are, they, are, they right. use they're the detracting money. from yes the money was funneled through an organization that was supposed to be set up to service underprivileged students right so they use the fact that underprivileged students do need these sorts of things to to gain access right. to some of the same things that they have and and game the system on the backs of underprivileged people. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it's it's gross. which shown itself to happen over and over again. Yeah, and that's exactly this. That's what I was trying to say. Is it you're also taking away opportunities for other students? Yeah, it it it, it, it to me it's it's disgusting. And in it in on on top of that, when you're looking at the whole education picture, when you're looking at the story behind education, the Washington Post recently did an article that said that. 23 billion, I'm writing down, 23 billion disparity gap between funding in white and non-white mm, schools. Wow. So your legs up. Yeah. Why absolutely. is that? Because right. our and school's funded. Absolutely. And so that, so this like, when I was going down the rabbit hole, and it wasn't really a rabbit hole, but of researching it, it was like this cycle of, so basically, what did I, I wrote down? It's like, oh, neighborhoods can be an equalizer, right? Yeah. So where mm-hmm. you live makes all the difference to what school you go to. Right. How, and everything, who you're surrounded by, your community, your access, uh, you know, so all of that really matters. And if... 
and 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 one of the big things is we still live very segregated. Right. So we may so so the law is not segregating us anymore, but because of past policies and because of that, we are still segregated, right? So we live very different. Mm-hmm. We live very differently. This is all by design. So Absolutely. I just want when we we have these uncomfortable cultural conversations specifically about race, that is almost that not almost it is when we're talking about wealth and things that is at the the bottom yeah. that's the one thing that you can separate out when it when it comes to what we see on a daily basis because we can't necessarily see wealth nope you can't yeah. you i mean you quote wealth because there are some wealth people who look very wealthy that uh not so much and there are people who don't look very wealthy that are right yeah, so so yeah. understanding that sh- what you christina just said it is by design yeah. It was by design. Redlining was real. Right. Well, and then one of the biggest things that I learned from you, and we want to do a whole episode on this, is so I so then I started studying. I started education gap. Then I started, okay, let's take it back for, because I don't know if people know, but education is funded by property taxes. Right. Right? Yes. So if you go back to, I think it was like the New Deal, but I, I don't remember what year it was, mm-hmm. but they were talking about access to home ownership. Yes. Right? So if you can't mm-hmm. own a home in a decent... Reconstruction, so say, yeah. Yeah. So say, yeah. That, that's the reconstruction area. So say you have these, you ha, you can't own a home. So then you're renting, which means you're never you're never saving, you're never building wealth. What does that do to a community over time, mm-hmm. right? And so, because a lot of times we have uncomfortable conversations, so mm-hmm. you have to bring it up. But a lot of times the perception is that race that pe- that races are not as smart as each other. Right? Just, you know what I mean? You know yes, that. I mean, that, I, it's like I cringe even saying it. No, but, but it's that, like black people and Latino people, which Latino X, I know, I don't know what to use now. Yeah. <laughs> Latinx people are in places of poverty because we are not as smart or, or not lazy. As, yeah, or, we don't work as hard. Yeah. But remember that we know that education and um, and real estate were the great equalizers Absolutely. for our kids. Right. So when we look at the fact that Brown versus school where it was was Board of Education was a real deal, why did that happen? Because well, we didn't were have still books. segregated yeah. in the sixties. Yeah. That's not a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't overcome those disparities in our lifetime, we probably won't see no, it, you no. know, and because they have lasting effects. So I think what happens with white people is we think, especially then you have the whole white flight. So I was reading whole articles on that where white people don't like to live in diverse communities. We prefer, so we take our yes, money some and some, 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 thank you. And, you know, we prefer to move and I say we comfortably, I just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a generalization, but we prefer to live in neighborhoods that look like us. So that's why you see urban, I was just it's so interesting the urban centers tend to have high concentrations of poverty right but it i i firmly believe that my you know my model is i would choose appreciation over integration anyway either day any day but the problem with the fact of um the integration piece or i guess the segregation piece is that not only were we segregated segregated but we were deprived of resources right those communities communities were deprived of resource and access to resources to build strong communities yes so it looks that way by design and this this 
and, and I'm saying it's not just this is a poverty, this is a green thing, is that poor communities were made to look a certain way. Yeah. They were deprived of certain things. And typically there were non-white people there, but there were also white people there that were affected by these sorts of things. So if I look at an urban school and a rural school, rural school, they have the same kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Outdated textbooks. Yeah, that is so interesting. Because right. it is a money game. Right. If I go to the middle of 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 West Virginia. I was just going to use that. My I family can... lives in West Virginia and there's, and it's mostly white. It is white people. Yeah. I mean, of course there's people of color there, but it's Predominantly... the highest poverty rates, highest epidemic of opioid addiction in West Virginia. And it's based on no jobs and poverty. Exactly. And that's the same thing you see in urban yeah. neighborhoods, yep. urban, you know what I mean? I, urban's like a the word is transitioning <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. into something very different, yeah. but we know that this is a wealth game. And so when we layer on the idea of, when we layer on, when we lay, we take money and then we layer uh, identity, right, our ethnicity on it, it just becomes a very muddy game. Yeah. And that's where we get our uncomfortable culture conversation right. specifically about race is that we have poor people who are having the same exact issues that aren't able to come together right. and talk about how jacked up it is because we have the race piece. And I think this story in particular puts it poor people it. in a position to be like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. At that. Well, I mean, I felt that, like I said, I felt that way as a middle class white female struggling to get into college. I remember crying because I was like, my scores are so low. How am I going to get into college? And I got lucky. I scored just like the mediocre to even, you know, get into school. But like I said, I have that white privilege going for me. And I feel like this whole issue has kind of pitted this idea of you have blacks and Latinos versus whites and Asians Mm -hmm. because of the whole access piece. Right. The wealth the the neighborhoods of who's acceptable you, you, people are more accepting of Asian American people or Asian people coming into their communities European American people that are, is so true it's of, the weirdest thing yeah and then the minute anyway. of anyone brown well I guess, yeah, that's what it, I think kind of that's what it boils down sure. to in a sense that the, because granted we know with the um, gosh with the railroads and everything that happened with the Chinese and, and Japanese people that were here in America that they too have been discriminated against and there was some cleansing that was trying to be done on the Supreme Court level for them so it's not that they didn't face any adversity or don't face any adversity it's just that the those in power the European American population in power are more accepting of those right. of, of Asian Americans of, of, yeah, than population. they are anybody else and it sucks yeah it does and I'd, again, it goes to, I'd, I'd like to research that. What is it about dark skin? Mm-hmm. And it's always been like that across the board mm-hmm. that seems to be discriminated against the most. Mm-hmm. And when I don't want people um, of wealth to feel like this is like a war on privilege, because right. it's That's not a, a war on privilege. What it is, is acknowledging that with the right with the right education, with the right monies in your pockets, because there was an ability to build wealth for European American people right. that was not there, right. that has not been there historically for anyone else. With those things that you can, you know, the sky is the limit, and it, we see this with this right. with this uh, investigation that they can create whatever kind of narrative around their kids they want to. So, which leads me to, it's like, so what next? What 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 next? What sort of policies 
are going to, are in place to stop this or not. Yeah. <laughs> and then what do I we think go the colleges here? are going to really struggle with that. I think they're the ones that are going to think about that. Mm-hmm. I think so that's kind of like we're getting into our so what now what wouldn't you? God, no, not really because yeah. I think that we have to talk about the affirmative action piece. Mm-hmm. I think that you know once we talk about the power of the race then it's like look at we have a faction of people that actually believe and are actively working. There's a Supreme Court case right now against Harvard to stop their affirmative action admissions policy. Mm-hmm. Like for real. Really? Yes, yes, yes. So to me it's like um if admitting someone based off of their their race um, or ethnicity is wrong than also emitting someone off of their parents legacy or donor to donor yeah but that happens all the time and that's legal exactly it's completely I read that yeah I was gonna say I read that in the article there's a lot there's whole consulting firms that do this and a lot Mm of a lot of them have practices that are legal yeah that are very similar it's to me it's like where do you draw the line so you're saying like you can donate 10 million dollars to a college and then get your child in and that's legal they're both I mean if you're gonna say that the race portion is unjust then you have to say the wealth portion is unjust there's no difference it it reminds me of when I was active duty I had a friend of mine and we were very my husband and I were very close to her kids like very close to her kid very close to her kids and um, which are now adults now this is 10 years ago and her oldest daughter decided to go to the Air Force Academy, which was great. Go be a nurse. You know, this mm-hmm. was her best shot. She was the oldest. Her mother wasn't quite, I think about how her mother r- r- rose through the ranks. And, and her mother, she grew up with her mother. As you know, mm-hmm. when you're junior in the military, you ain't making a lot of money. No. <laughs> you ain't making a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, before 85. I think there's a misperception on yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So she would grew up with her mother. Grow, she was born before her mother joined the military, I think. Maybe, yeah, before her mother joined the military, right at the beginning. Then you have the middle two who, you have the middle child who she came up through her mom's sort of building and she went to the University of West Florida. So again, as her mother's gaining wealth, in a sense, the kids, it's, the choices are much different because the oldest one is like, I got to go to military. Like, this is the only way no one's going to be able to pay. What am I going to do? Then the youngest who brilliant, great uh, trombonist. He, I gave him my trumpet because the school told him he couldn't, they didn't have a trumpet to give him, but he wanted to try a new in- instrument. Uh, great academic, great, just great kid, great personality. And they called us a couple of years ago and was like, well, he's a sophomore now that he got accepted into Harvard. Oh my goodness. Wow. And I'm like, your reaction was, probably, I was like, oh my God, like how? That's a big deal. Yeah. Like how did he get accepted into Harvard? And I'm like, I know in my mind, he has all the things out there to say he will excel at whatever college he goes to. But I don't know that he would be there if there wasn't a space created to allow mm. kids that are, do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. to be really honest. Right. Even though I know he's a brilliant kid. Person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He has the musical. Had to create the space. Yes, because I think when left to the own, when some European American people are left to their own devices, they're going to naturally navigate to their own. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, yes, so that's, that's what I'm saying is that there will be a natural yeah. navigation. And when we you, were talking about that is keeping our money within. The, I, I read a meme on that that was saying, like, 
basically we keep um, we keep our, our money and we 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 go to people that look like us, right? Does that make right, sense? Yes. We, we congregate and it may not even be like you were saying, it may not even be nefarious or trying to exclude people. You're just staying in a system. You you wanna be around people and support people that look like you. And it's easier to say yes to someone that looks like you Absolutely. than it is. And, and, and that's a really a lot good of people point. In power. That's what I was just going to say. Around. That's exactly what I was going to say. So there's the racial profiling, racial discrimination portion of things in general. And if the people in power are white, then again, like my quote, they stay in power. Yes, because I look at the young man and I say, he's a big, he's heavier, mm-hmm. big old black dude. People Which are going to look at him. That, that, that and like, stereotype on that, that yeah. he's scary. or. But I think when people see him and they'll be like, because he's going to graduate and he's going to go do amazing things. And he's going to say, you know, I went to Harvard. I graduated from Harvard. People are going to be like, wow, in the sense of like how and wow in the sense of like, oh, it's Harvard. Again, it goes back to the perception that we put on the name because he could have gone anywhere and done amazing things. Yeah, but if it was a community college, it would be stabbed yes. at. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever, yep. you know? And I think it, we need to do our due diligence in, in staying abreast of these sorts of things because, like I said, there is a conservative, what is it called, the conser- conservative legal movement to pull all of these, if you're for it or against it, whatever, whether you're for or against affirmative action, either way, um, but understanding that there are people who do believe that the Constitution is colorblind and, blind and it is not. Mm-hmm. And I think we're lying. They're going to that are going moving towards. We need to just rely on the Constitution to allow us to do the things that we do and to to be a country. And yeah. I don't think that that is a beautiful thing. No, and it goes to. It's interesting. This is. It's not simplifying things, but we talk about this all the time. This is why it reinforces to me why it's dangerous to say you don't see color. Yeah. Because I think a lot of white people will say, "I'm not biased. I don't have." So here's the thing: you say you're not biased. You think you're not biased, but you don't realize. You are. Yeah. <laughs> study after study shows that, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we have people in education saying that they're not, they, they, they treat everyone equally and that they don't see color, then that's dangerous in itself because you're yeah. not having, that's why it's important to have these conversations yeah. and help people realize, especially people in power, because you hear it all the time, white people say, I don't see color. Everything's fair, but it, that's it's not. not. We're not. We we're not conditioned fair. exactly. We built fair. Exactly. We weren't conditioned to think fairly, and I think until we can get white people to understand or see that, you're still going to see a lot of inequity. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think, like I said, it's how. How are we going to? And this is. I'm not trying to put the word diversity on a pedestal but it's something that we all claim to want not we yeah. all but the uh, many a lot people of us, that yeah. claim claim to want but when we put the things in place to ensure that it happens is when we get upset is yeah. when the faction of people are upset yeah and it's when so- power changes or switches over mm-hmm. it's hard i mean look it's going to be a struggle there's no i mean one, i always laugh when you know me and you're gonna be 90 sitting in our rocking chairs mm-hmm. you know what are we talking about it's going to be like dang that was hard yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, this is going to be a struggle for a very long time Time. Yeah. And white America is going to struggle with, consistently struggle with the fact that we are becoming a minority. And what does that look like? Yes. And communities of color don't know what that looks like either. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy because even though we're becoming a, what is it, minority majority? Or yes. is it, yeah. Uh, you still see huge gaps. But that's because people in power are white. Yeah. And I'm like, what can you do? Like, I, And this is on an action level. And I'm, I'm going to bring it back to 
understanding why it's important for us to be in tune locally. Yeah. Because one of the things I think I've said it on the podcast before is I'm really like really not liking the way our commissions are set up for a particular brand of people, mm-hmm. specifically the military economic yeah. <laughs> advisory council yeah. says you need to be this pay grade or higher um, in order to be a part of this council. So these, these people are saying, hey, here's what's good for the military community economically in our backyard. But when we look at the statistics on who fits that build, our codes are set up for European-American white men mm-hmm. because you don't see a lot of diversity when it comes to captains and yep. the, the you know, 06 and above. That's where we shrink. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the way the military is, unfortunately. Uh, but then when we take that out to the private sector, are we not doing a disservice? Our laws have see color. And they do. Yeah, that's, that's exactly in what you're saying. And so if yeah. you, even if you're not thinking about it on a um, on a big constitutional level, look in your own backyard. And so when I look at something like what we have in our city that says you have to be a GS-15, which is a military code for civilian employees that's pretty freaking high, or you have to be an 06 above retired, I don't see women. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't see. People of color. Yeah, or I don't, very, very few people of color. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that until we say, we look at, until we reconcile with our history, as you were right. saying, until we reconcile with our past and acknowledge why we're doing these things to create diversity, we will always have people that are against it and until they can acknowledge why we're actually doing right, this. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that would be my bottom line. That's my so what now what. Yeah, dang it, you stole mine. <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> no. so go ahead. No, so my so what now what would be, I really, doing this episode, realized how important it is to not say we don't see color. Mm-hmm. How important it is for people that are in power and, and people that are and people that are close to power, you know what I mean? So maybe you're not in power, but you have access. Proximity to exactly. Um, to realize how important it is to talk about bias, how important it is to actually talk about race. Because we've talked about this many times. As, well, I, I like in the white community, we just are, are brought up and taught to not talk about race, to not even see it. And we, we give ourselves the past that, oh, well, I'm not racist. I'm not, I don't have bias. I don't see color. And that's dangerous. And that keeps it, that keeps systems in place like this, where you don't have um, people of color getting access to things, I I think. Or people of wealth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I would say the same thing. My soul and now it is, is that we know that your proximity to power can really change your trajectory. And that over time, that history has created wealth for certain factions of people. our country. Yes, yep. predominantly European American people have been able to build wealth. It's this is like it's not it's not debatable. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it is, but 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 I mean, yeah. but I don't know where exactly that that they have been able to, and that there is a poor. It is it is we are becoming a them against us when it comes to rich mm. and poor. Yeah, uh, but here is the time to really have some real. We are an opportunity to have some real conversations about what we want the land, lay of the land to look like for yeah. our grandchildren. Right. 
I love that. Well, that's why I think it's so important that work that we do. Yeah. So I'm, you have to start having these conversations now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you don't, and people always say, I always like, I don't want to talk. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm talking sound enough, but to me, it's like, we're not even talking about a lot of this, no. but that's why this story also mattered to me to add to my, so what now, what is it like brought to light some of the disparities that we often forget yeah. about? And I, I would leave people with really asking yourself the question of what is deserving versus undeserving. Mm-hmm. What is preferential treatment versus not preferential treatment? Right. And then, like, what is a real playing field? What is a real level playing field in your own backyard? Yeah. What What does does that look like? like? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good questions to wrestle with. Yeah. Who deserves? deserves, When you think about that, who deserves? And and if you're looking at it like, well, they always give it to the underprivileged people or whatever. So what does that look like, though? Mm -hmm. How do that goes back to, okay, if you feel that way, then what is a level playing field and what does it look like in your own backyard? Yeah. Well, I like that. I don't know. Gosh. Yeah. That was a, that was like a very deep dive for me. It was it was like I felt the more I the, I'll say it this way: the more I read, the more I didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever had a topic like that yeah. where you're like, I thought this was not cut and dry, but I thought it wouldn't be that hard, and then I realized that there's so many layers it's to layers. this. So if Did you're you coming to it's this, like an onion. it's like an onion. You peel back a layer, and you're like, oh, there's another one. And my eyes watered while I was reading it. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. This yeah. Is, yeah. Let us know how you feel. Let Absolutely. us know what you think. If you've got some ideas on how to level the playing field, definitely look. let us know. Let us know because we're still trying to do the work in our own Yeah, backyard. we're in this. I love, we had this conversation off air, but we can bring it back up. I love what you said about, like, Jackie and I are learning as we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was talking about, I'm like, I'm not a. I'm not a commentator. I'm not, you know, I'm not a all these things you're not, yeah. but you are a human being. Yeah. And I'm learning all of this. And that's why we're like telling you guys, please come on this journey with us. Yeah. Learn as, learn with Jackie and I. Yeah. Learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is scary, but yeah. Yeah. The more you know, I feel like the more I know, the more anxiety I have. But, but my mom used to say this, the more she learned, the more she learned that she didn't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? The man yeah. that knows something knows that he knows nothing at all. That's so Does true. It colder yeah. in your summertime, hotter in your fall. You don't like something? No. That's why Erica Badu. Okay. If we were made in his image, then call us by our name. <laughs> what song is that? On and on. On, on and on. Okay. On and on. And on. I have to YouTube that. Decide if it keeps going like a rolling <laughs> Seriously, it keeps going on and on, and we'll keep going on and on if you let us. Yes, I know. So we'll we'll end it here and say stay open, stay curious. And make it a great day. Closer to history. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Ooh, that was a good episode. Yes, it was. Oh, but we would love to give you more. Yes, we would. Like exclusive content, merch, all types of good learning tools. Absolutely. So you can head over to patreon.com slash your neighborhood and check out all our different tiers of giving, or you can just do a one-time donation on Patreon, Cash App, or Venmo at your neighborhood.